Welcome to the Gore Girls Podcast. Okay, well, welcome guys. Hello. Here we are. I have no idea how to start this off. Uh huh. Because you don't want to just be like, scream, scream. the story. Like, <laughs> exactly. um, you could just be like, hello, everybody. Welcome to our first podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Maybe we should just keep this as the intro. I love that idea. <laughs> I honestly, honestly kind of like it. Uh, and then we have, yeah. now we could just begin. We have yeah, absolutely okay. no idea what the fuck we're doing. Um, yep. What's up, y'all? This is. This is Lorelai speaking. This is my voice. This is my Welcome, disembodied Lorelei. voice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi, Lorelai. Hi, Lorelai. This is Elaine. Hi, speaking. Elaine. Hi. Is this like this AA? Is, okay. This I is, know. Yeah. That's why I was saying that. <laughs> my name's Kayla, and I'm a horrorholic. Oh, horrorholic. Oh, oh you're so that. witty. <laughs> uh, my name is Grace, and she's amazing. And I'm amazing, amazing Grace. Oh my God, how sweet, how the, sweet sound. the sound! Well, welcome. This is our first episode. I'm very excited. I'm so um, excited. It's going to be amazing. We are talking about Scream today. If you have not seen Scream, um, go watch it because it's been out for ages Where have you been so go watch it before you get the spoilers on this episode <laughs> just take care of that real fast and then come back okay so yeah we're gonna talk about scream today the general premise of scream um is about this girl sydney prescott she's a teenager um she's suffered a horrible tragedy her mother was murdered and in this time frame it's a year after the murder and once again there are killings happening to fellow teenagers now that go to her school. And it gets a little wild because Sydney finds out that it's her boyfriend that's doing all the killings. And he also killed her mother. Yeah, now he's trying to kill her and her dad. So pretty crazy. But she's able to kick his ass and saves the day. And it's wonderful. So we're going to just dissect that movie a little bit. Talk about our favorite parts are not so favorite parts all the nitty gritty likes or dislikes okay so yeah when we are first introduced to the movie it starts off with the opening scene with casey who's played by drew barrymore and her boyfriend steve getting murdered by ghostface rip uh, rip, rip. <laughs> r.i.p she's not final girl material at all oh barrymore? no no okay Just even first... from scene one we're done my first note yes. about Casey Becker is mm-hmm. flirty bitch. Oh my sorry. god, she's flirty bitch. He's I like, I thought you said you had a boyfriend, <laughs> right? Uh huh. Where I is Steve? Know. You are way too Steve flirty. Is. I mean, really, Steve is being murdered on your back porch, and you're flirting with this man, right? Like, yeah. I like scary movies. Uh, my first note about Casey is her lipstick because mm. mm. it's it's just everything I want. In life. So nineties, so nineties. Yes. It's perfect. Yes. So hot right now. It is so, so hot. hot right coming now. back. <laughs> I mean, did it ever go out of style? Like, let's be honest. Truly. I mean, not people for are me. just catching up again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What were your guys' like favorite parts of this scene? Um, the creepiest part of probably of the whole movie is when back porch light on, and then she's like, Why? And he's like, Because I want to know who I'm looking at. Like the who <laughs> yeah. and she's like, What yeah. you just I know. Like, she's like, like, you like, you know what he just said. But you yeah. know what he just said. 
it's it's interesting for me because like now watching this as an adult and a mother like it gives kind of a different perspective for me and like when Mm. her mom is listening on the phone and she can hear her daughter like being brutally gutted and then sees her hanging from the tree like fucking horrific like yeah i don't know if it's because i've just gotten so into true crime in this past year but that has even given me a whole different perspective when watching this now because mm-hmm. like her like just the little thing of like her not having her door her locked doors. like to us that oh, seems yes. crazy yes but people like they didn't use to lock their fucking doors like that's right. so realistic because they lived in this little fairy tale mindset that mm-hmm. nothing bad is going to happen to them mm-hmm. but it does like it yeah, does Oh, God. It's I loved that little detail. And she goes scrambling to lock all of them after Uh she realizes. I know. I noticed, too, like when she's on the phone, like the second or third time that he calls and he's still like not giving it away yet, but he's being a creep kind of. She's like walking around the house and she does subtly lock like one or two doors Mm -hmm. while she's talking to him. And I'm like, bitch, go around the whole house and lock the doors. Right. Lock them all. Like, stop flirting. Lock the doors. Don't answer the fucking phone again. I'm like, why are you still answering? Just don't mm-hmm. answer. Like, you know it's yes. gonna be him. I like. I was like, who it would just, just talks on the phone with a rando like this. That's what I put. No, <laughs> fuck no, truly. I don't answer calls that I don't know. Granted, I don't think she had caller ID, but clearly it's the same dude calling you over and over again. Just don't answer, or just like, um, pops. You know, like, something that I love about this scene is that there are many fun facts. Mm-hmm. So I think all of us are aware mm-hmm. by this point that Drew Barrymore was set to star in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Right. But then it was her idea to play Casey Becker because it would totally throw audiences off with like this high profile actress dying in the first right few away of the movie. Right. Which yeah. is genius. Completely genius. genius. Um, but speaking of caller ID, caller ID, the use of caller ID tripled after this film's release. Yeah. Freaking obviously. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it did. There's also quite a few references, obviously, to other scary movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this first scene, like yes. so many yes. back to back. Okay. And, oh. <laughs> I get so Pen irritated everything. every time that she says it's Jason and not Mrs. Oh, Voorhees. I know. Now, yes. Come on. Like, mm-hmm. I get you're stressed. <laughs> you know, it's a tough situation you're in right now. But if that's your favorite scary movie, you should uh-huh. know that. You well, and I'm sorry. That. She's like so confident about her answers. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, she's like, nope. it's fucking Jason. Mm-hmm. I watched that movie three goddamn times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then when she's walking down the hallway before she finds out that this man is watching her and murdering her boyfriend in the backyard, she says something about Nightmare on Elm Street. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, you know, the first one was great, but the rest of them sucked. And that was completely ad libbed as well, which I love. Oh. It was. That was not interesting because that's Wes Craven, too. So it's kind of like a jab at Wes. I like, know. Your first one was good. But exactly. None 100%. of the others. I watched like a 1996 interview with the cast, and Wes Craven, you know, was interviewed as well. And he was like, I did not write that in. That is I not did me. Not write. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that's that. hilarious. That's awesome. I also just love the whole part where she's like threatening him on the phone about her boyfriend. She's like, he's big and he plays football. And he'll get like, the shit out of you. Right. And it's like, no, I don't think so. Like, if you have an actual yeah, murderer, like, I yeah. And then they show Steve and it's like, he looks kind of average. I mean, right. to be fair, he is like duct taped to a chair and has obviously had the kick shit out of him. Just kind of bound and gagged. He, he deserved better. He did. For real. Let's be he honest. did. He did not deserve to go out like that. Poor no. Steve. One of my other favorite parts about this scene is the Jiffy Pop. 
because yes. I love me some Jiffy Pop. Same. And yes. the burning of it, adding mm-hmm. like the smoke and everything in the house, just adds such anxiety mm-hmm. to yes. the whole scene that yeah. oh, I just I eat it up. But that's also that. in um, Friday the 13th, I believe, uh, when he's making at the, towards the end of it, I believe he's making Jiffy Pop or something like that. And there's also the smoke. It's, it's like mm. the same Oh. So it's kind of like a callback to it. Yeah. Wow, I love that. Interesting. Oh, I actually thought. haven't watched the OG in tea. a little while. It's been a minute. I think I watched it like last Halloween. Was, like, I could have time. also made up that entire fucking... <laughs> but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Jiffy Pop on the stove in the cabin. <laughs> You're usually right. Meh. This is why we have the <laughs> internet, guys. Yeah. Hold. Hold pause. While you <laughs> Google, while you Google, um, after Casey and Casey's parents come home, right, mm-hmm. and they see the house in disarray and their daughter's missing, whatever, and they mm-hmm. hear her on the phone, um, mm-hmm. Casey's dad tells her mom to go to the McKenzie's. He's like, go to the McKenzie's. Yeah. And, you know, that is what Miss Lori Strode says to the children in Halloween. Mm-hmm. She says, no go to the McKenzie's. Shit. Yep. That's crazy. Like, I just love, I mean, I think one of like the most iconic things about this movie is genuinely how meta it is and how yes. many times we talk about scary movies inside is oh, it's just fabulous i love it mm-hmm. yes yeah i love it so much and there it's very like just little things like that like so, it's subtle. so subtle yes it, that it really just it ties everything together so nicely the sure. second time and i saw a bunch of other things that i didn't pick up on like uh callbacks to old horror movies and i just thought that was awesome well yeah i think we can all agree that they start this movie off perfectly mm-hmm. like it's just i love such... when a movie gets right into it oh no hesitation God, yes. this is my yep. favorite scene that's great yeah it is a really amazing scene mm-hmm. it just because it's yeah. like so like absolutely holy shit yeah uh-huh. yeah i was gonna say i love that it like they don't waste any time like they just get yeah. right yeah. into it and the final scene of drew barrymore <clears throat> hanging mm-hmm. on the tree oh, my oh. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah oh it's so good it it's is so good. good yeah so then like right after that we're introduced to billy and sydney he like Billy sneaks through Sydney's bedroom window, wanting to get it on, and uh, yeah, we're also introduced to Sydney's dad, who we find out is going to be out of town for the weekend. Yes, conveniently, um, conveniently. Hmm. Yes, mm. this is very. That's much something so. I really liked about that scene is like we know that Billy has access to her house. We know mm-hmm. that yes. he knows how to get inside without really anyone knowing. And we know that her dad's going to be out of town. We know that she's going to be alone. So that kind of sets up for like the rest it of the movie. It sets up so nicely. Yeah. yeah. And I love the foreshadowing of her bedroom door when the dad just <gasps> yes. open up her room uh-huh. and the closet stops it. The most yes. like, memorable scenes for me. I remember like watching that and being like, damn, I wish I had that. Like just in Same. case. Like that just seems nice. And right? like, I don't know about you, but I mean, I always have an escape plan. Oh, yeah. Always have an escape plan. So I'm always looking for, like, how can I, how can I, like, exit? What can I do? Yeah. Like, how can I get out of here? Yeah. I always felt the same way when I watched this movie. I'm like, man, that's just perfect for her. It's wonderful. (laughs) Get out of there easy, you know? Um, yeah. Um, And, oh, go ahead. um, I was just going to talk about how I feel like uh, Sydney and Billy are the same human. Nev Campbell and whatever. Is it Either. Ulrich or Ulrich? I Ulrich. always say Ulrich, but I think it's Ulrich. It's Ulrich. I always well because like okay. Lars Ulrich 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 Metallica. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. you're, you're right. You're right. But Max yeah. thought it was Ulrich, and I was like, I think it's Ulrich, but I could be completely wrong. So to clarify, well, <laughs> I believe that they look the same in this movie. 
They get their, say, their hair done at the same place. <laughs> Billy just does not wash his. They have the his. same dentist. <laughs> Billy have, doesn't wash <laughs> They have the same bangs. Just, yeah. we, they're just the same. They're the same. Can we take a moment to like we can. set aside Billy's yes. awfulness and yes. just talk about what an sleazy. attractive human he is? I mean, um, yeah. yes. Like, come oh, on. She says sleazy. I'm like, what? Like, he's, he's just the right amount of sleeve at first at first like with it's his white to shirt give him the like time. the bad boy edge absolutely yeah but, like, he's the ultimate like worst boyfriend but uh, i feel like he's like 90s different version of johnny depp or something he's, he's like nice. low budget for sure he's low budget, low budget johnny depp. Johnny depp. <laughs> yeah like knockoff generic brand yeah yeah, yeah. yes mm-hmm. I love that. I also love, like, one of my favorite parts of this is he's, like, setting up his alibi for her, right? Like, he was just mm-hmm. home watching The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. He's like, and it got me thinking of you. It's like, ew. Yeah. Ew, all, ew. She even makes the face. Like, she's like, really surprised. Oh. Like, what? Like, I don't. Like the exorcist got you going and now yeah, you're right. come here to get freaky. No, cool. thank you. No, and thanks. And he says it's because they edited all the good stuff for television. Mm-hmm. And that actually made me reflect like, I've only actually seen The Exorcist once, and I was, again, like, we know how desensitized we all are. And I was kind of right. like, meh, it was all right. Mm-hmm. I don't recall there being any, like, sex scenes or any of that. Am the I only wrong? The only scene I could think of was her- the crucifix. With the yeah, crucifix. Was, yeah. Uh, and so if that's the scene he's referring to, I was going to say, that's even more like, sick. Right. Like, yeah. Hmm, no. Right. Like, like that sets you up flag. to be a psychopath in the movie, for sure. Yeah, no shit. Yep. And I'm proud of Sydney for, like, sticking her ground and being like, dude, yes. no. Get the like, fuck that's out. That's enough, stud bucket. Get off me. Well, except for later, but whatever. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> that and even I actually, I have some thoughts about that. <laughs> so we'll have to, we'll have to revisit this put a pin in that. <laughs> we'll put a pin in that because I do have some, some notes about that. Absolutely. Okay. The other thing that I loved uh, about this scene was just their references to all the different ratings of movies as well. So they have like PG-13, R, and NC-17. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of wondering, do they make NC-17 movies anywhere? Like, do they even rate movies that way? You know, oh. I actually believe that this movie was supposed to be an NC-17. It was, uh, yeah, originally that's the rating it got just because of the gore content. And so they mm-hmm. really had to toned down a lot of the gore so they could get the R rating because you just they don't get the box office sales that they need mm-hmm. to even profit from movies mm-hmm. like this if it was an NC-17. Right. So yeah, that was interesting. And I don't even know though if they do those anymore or if it really just like... is like they release the R-rated version and then once it goes to Blu-ray you get like the unrated version. Right. Right. I know I've seen an NC-17 movie before, but I just don't understand the purpose. Do you think they just, like, hype it up and they're going to say that and then so it gets more people to watch it? Maybe. Yeah, I think it's kind of just, like, it seems like an older thing to me back Mm -hmm. when people were not quite so desensitized still. Mm -hmm. 100%. Uh, Like, because I feel like we're more desensitized now than we used to be. So, Yeah. yeah, I feel like it is kind of a thing of the past. Yes, absolutely. So the next scene, we're at Sydney's high school, and there's reporters just, like, buzzing around everywhere with their news vans, and it's revealed that th- these two gruesome murders happened the night before, and we're also introduced to Tatum, which is played by Rose McGowan. Sydney's yes, ma'am. BFF. Shout out to Rose McGowan. Mm-hmm. 
And all the cops are interviewing, like, students at the school and whatnot. Uh, what were your guys' thoughts on this part? I feel like the Rose McGowan's character looks a lot like that one girl from Mean Girls. It's, like, identical, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Are you, uh, uh... Karen? Amanda Seyfried's no. character? Yes, yeah, yeah, The really yeah. stupid <laughs> one? Yeah, but not, like, car- like personality-wise. Right, just, just like, the way I- she looks. Yeah. Very so weird. Yeah. Well, and that was early 2000s. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Late 90s. Oh, mean oh. girls, you mean. Yeah. I thought you were talking girls. about screen. Yeah. I was like, like no. No, you're yeah, wrong. You're wrong. Uh, um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. There's an interesting thing I heard about Rose McGowan when she took the character on. So, she was brunette when she took the role. Mm hmm. And uh, they, the directors and the writers, they all thought that. Her and Nev Campbell would be too similar, like, mm-hmm. with both of them being brunettes, even though I'm like, they're very different looking, yeah. but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, they decided to make her blonde for the mm. role, and Rose McGowan really didn't like the blonde, but she felt like it fit her character really well. Right. So it's just interesting. Just a, that is interesting. Just well, you, to her looks. You can kind of tell that her hair is bleached to shit. In yeah. Some I was going to say, did they forget to tone it? Because... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And it just she, it's not dry. her fault. She's gorgeous. It's right. Oh. Her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. I do like this scene just for kind of like bringing up like the whole anxiety portion of it again. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. going on. Like a lot of hysteria. We see a glance of Gail Weathers, aka Courtney Cox. You know, With the face Queens. bangs. Yep. Not the Queen. terrible bangs yet, but they're, oh. they're getting there. The third. Yeah. The third yeah. one but they're still in her eyes and i don't know how she sees um <laughs> and this scene like just with her being interviewed by the cops and stuff it kind of like portrays that sydney's obviously super familiar with the cops because mm. of her mom's yeah. murder which is revealed a little later on but i do like that they kind of add in those subtleties mm-hmm. that she mm-hmm. like knows everybody she knows dewey she's friends with him mm-hmm. so oh david arquette Gotta love uh, him. He's so adorable. He's he really so is so adorable. Cute. He was too good. He did too not good. age well. Have you guys seen pictures of him? I that doesn't really surprise me. Oh, he's old. Yeah, I can't say that surprises oh, me. Oh, um, also speaking of people being old, I was curious how old everyone was in the cast. Mm-hmm. And <gasps> so the all the um Stu, Billy, and Randy are all twenty-five. Jesus. And then Nev Campbell. And Rose McGowan are 23 or 22. And then Drew Barrymore is 20. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I was very, I was curious. Because uh, I was like, some of y'all look older than like. Some right. <laughs> I love that about movies. It's like none of I these know. people are even passing as Drew high Barrymore schoolers. Drew Barrymore is the like, only no. one I feel like that passes. Because she ages yeah. wonderfully. Right. She has she like does. a baby face yes. almost. And it's maybe gorgeous. Matthew Lillard, just because he's such an idiot, such a like good, he yeah. portrays yes. that immaturity. Right, the immaturity. Mm-hmm. Yes, but that's about it. That's also, I really love Matthew Lillard. Oh my Honestly, god, me too. I love him. Matthew Lillard. Yes, very he, underrated. He yes. is great. So yeah, the next scene it cuts to Sydney and her friends talking about the murders at the fountain. Mm-hmm. I really like this scene. You yes. know, the first thing that I noticed about this scene was how casually all of the men are speaking about what happened yes right they're joking about it joking like, about it like it's so casual only mm-hmm. a man did they put the liver the liver <laughs> in the mailbox because <laughs> they were looking for it in the mailbox liver alone liver alone <laughs> <laughs> like it's hilarious but it's 
it's like mm-hmm. they actually died though we're, and they're just yeah. lightly murdered yes like killed they dead. just are making jokes yeah i thought that was pretty wild even randy who's completely innocent in the entire situation is totally joking it's about still, it and it's yeah. like does that like speak to the desensitization of mm-hmm. all of us after watching all of these horror movies and stuff is like oh well someone was murdered like yeah well, yeah like that's someone's actual so life to speak about it yeah exactly mm-hmm. right yeah everyone is a suspect Everyone well, and I love, I love that Tatum like references Basic Instinct, and they re- they talk about Sharon Stone so many times in this movie. They literally bring her up like four different hmm. times. Yes, oh, I didn't it's know so that. funny to me. Uh huh. Which I love Sharon Stone, and I love Basic Instinct, but I thought it was kind of funny that they kept coming back to that. Hmm. That's interesting. Interesting. But Sharon Stone was like hot shit, you know, and so oh yeah. Yeah, last piece that I did like about the scene was just that it kind of reveals Billy and Stu's tension. Yes. Mm -hmm. When Stu's maybe given away too much. Yes, and Uh Billy just looks at him (laughs) like, nobody said you did. Shut the fuck up, dude. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Because we find out that Stu dated Casey. Yep. It's a motive. Mm -hmm. It sure is. It's a motive. Speaking Um, of him dating. uh Uh-huh. Matthew Lillard mm-hmm. and Nev Campbell dated for like two oh. years after the making of this movie, which is crazy. I had no wow. idea. I didn't wow. know that either. Um, so in the next scenes, Sydney gets back to her house after school. Uh, it kind of reveals more about her mom's murder on the news with Gail mm-hmm. Weathers, of course, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, who she hates. And then shortly <laughs> after, she falls asleep, takes a nap, whatever. She's waiting for Tatum to pick her up. And Ghostface ends up calling her and then attacking her in her house. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. this is the moment where I fell in love with Nev Campbell's character. Mm-hmm. Because this is what makes her so relatable and lovable, I think, is that she's not this big-breasted girl that's running upstairs when she should be running out the front door. Yes. And she goes outside and kind of, like, taunts Ghostface instead. Calls him out on his shit. She's like, yeah. you're full of she's- shit. I'm calling your bluff. She's yeah. ballsy. She's the final girl material, like we were talking about, like, and I think that's why she's so lovable and perfect. Right. Like, this character is just amazing. Yeah, she's just real. Although, I do love because she's, like, who's always running upstairs when she should be going out the front door because her ass. Yes, and then she has to. Mm -hmm. Because she went outside, he was able to sneak in. Yep. 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 So, it's the mistakes that, you know, it's, it all adds up. Right. Well, and it's funny, too, like, I feel like when we watch these movies, we're always like, oh, well, I would never do that. Like, we've seen enough of these movies to know, like, you dumb bitch. Like, why are you going outside? Why are you going upstairs? But it's true. Like, if you were in this situation, who knows how you would react, honestly. Right. Like, I don't know. You might totally well, fuck shit up. And things don't play <laughs> out just perfectly freeze. like a written right. scene. So right. shit happens. Like, you mm-hmm. got to just do your best with what you're given. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she does too. Like when the phone is dead and she can't get a hold of the police, and Uh she's like, oh, my computer's right here. Like, yeah, she's so smart. Real fast. Which, you know, I was born the year this movie came out. Oh, so. Oh, way to age yourself. (laughs) I never used computers in the 90s. Is that something you could actually do? I don't know. I think that answers our question. Just silence. Because, like, can you do that now? Should we try? Maybe not. Maybe not. (laughs) I honestly don't know. That might be something to look into. I'm not sure. I was kind of curious. I'm like, I mean, I 
I wouldn't know from personal experience. Right. So I, yeah. I'm wondering if that is a thing you that people could do. Right. Not to age myself, but you know, I didn't know. It's fine. Everything's fine. fine. (laughs) I did. I did want to bring up the one line though, when Sydney is talking to Tatum on the phone, because Kayla, I know you love this line. (laughs) I hate it so much. Share with the class. (laughs) Oh, she's explaining how with the cops and the murders and everything, you know, it's like deja vu all over again. I hate Bitch. that. Do you know deja what deja vu means? <laughs> All over again. Yes. It's like I'm ATM machine or pin I number. I hate like, ATM machine so much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every time deja I watch this movie, it makes deja me want to punch her in the face. And I love her. Yeah. I'm with you. Oh, it's just so cringy. Same thing. Like, yeah, not her fault. I feel like I've the writing is bad there. Movies. Like, that's not the like, yes. first or last time that I've heard it. I'm like, do no. you, who is writing this? Yes. Like, do you have editors? Right. Like, what's happening here? Deja vu all over again. I'm going to yep. say that all the time. Now. Oh, man. <laughs> it drives me bananas every time I watch this movie. Every yeah. time there's a movie that we have that has, like, a similar scene to another one, I'm going to be like, okay, deja vu all over again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. It's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. I do love, okay, so after she's able to, like, lock herself in her room, dial 911 on the computer, Billy just jumps into the window yeah. again. Like just happens to be nowhere. right there. Nice little well, jump convenient. Uh huh. Convenient, and he drops his like dated ass cell phone, mobile yeah. cell phone, and it all kind of connects. But mm-hmm. it, like when I was watching this, like I totally understand where Sydney is coming from, and obviously it leads up the it leads the plot in a nice direction. But there's no way his ass could have gone from her room all the way downstairs, climbed back up, up the house, mm-hmm. while taking all the ghost face shit off, right? So I I think it's funny because it shows that she's already thinking in the wrong direction Mm -hmm. because it clearly is alluding to two killers just right there in that Mm -hmm. scene. So I I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, of course, the cops and Tatum showing up at the last minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So way to go, Tatum. And also, Gail, she's just rolling up with her news van. How Mm -hmm. did she even hear about what's happening? Mm. Why is she there? Plot hole. Right. That is a little plot hole. That part really bothers me. I'm like, was she just lurking at Sydney's house for like no reason, just waiting for something to happen? Like, yeah, no. I mean, because she does that later (laughs) in the movie when she goes to the party, but that's because she was right. She knew about it, so she's like, all right, let's stop. Something was gonna happen. Yeah, right. Right. But yeah, for her to be waiting at Sydney's that night, yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's like suspension of disbelief. You gotta Mm -hmm. just. Right. Because then there's no movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, If we could uh, just skip to after, you know, Billy's arrested. Yeah. And stuff. And if we could just get to the face punching scene. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Can we talk about that face punch? Because that is one of my favorite scenes. Bam. Switch went down. (laughs) Bam. Super bitch. Super bitch. (laughs) Um, Yes. Yeah. Honestly, that whole scene is just kind of bleh. Uh, yeah. yeah like you have to get station. somewhere yeah totally. yeah it's it's yeah. just to help the plot uh-huh. along it's right yeah. have you all ever heard of um bechdel test have you heard of the bechdel test i don't no. think so okay so the bechdel test it's used in like film analysis and mm-hmm. let me before we continue let me find the name of the woman allison bechdel mm. so she was a cartoonist and um she came up with this way to criticize you know films and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Bechdel test has three rules. 
okay, in order to pass. Do you know? Okay. Um, there, and it has to be two female characters. Oh. They both have to have names, female or, like, um, gender non-binary people. They both have to have names, and they both have to engage in a conversation that does not revolve around men. In order, in order to pass, like, the Bechtel test, they have to have all three of those things. What is the Bechtel test? Like, that is, is that is the Bechtel no, test. No, but, like, like, that makes it, like, a... Like a good like what yeah like oh um I think it was like a feminist Mm. critique on films okay talk about how the lack of representation of women in films in general let alone two women let alone two women talking about something other than a man interesting yeah so you would be very surprised at how many movies do not pass the Bechdel I've never even like thought of that yeah right wow crazy and so this scene where Gail gets punched in the face is it passes the Bechdel test. Like, this film passes the Bechdel test. I think there's, like, three scenes really where it would pass, but this is my favorite one because they're not talking about a man. You know, Gail's just like, what happened? Tell me what happened. And Cindy's like, how's your book? (laughs) You bitch. (laughs) Let me just talk to you. And I love that. I'll send you a copy. (laughs) God, such a bitch. There's many more that don't pass. Courtney Cox. So when she auditioned for the role, it friends had already been out for a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. And so like it was prevalent. Everyone knew her as Monica, like anal, but also like super nice and mm-hmm. whatever. She like had kind of this typecast character already. And so when she auditioned, Wes Craven was like, I mean, yeah, like you're good, but I just I don't know if you'd be believable in this character. Mm-hmm. So I guess afterwards she wrote him a letter and she was like, I may be nice, but I can be a fucking bitch. Like, I can be let me show you. Mm-hmm. And she fucking showed him. I love and, that. And she, she was bangs. Yeah. <laughs> bangs. I can't get over the bangs. Um, this next scene isn't like all too special. The main point that we get from it when they're back at Tatum's house is that she gets a call from Ghostface, mm. which alludes that it's not, that it's not Billy. Billy. Not Billy. Not Billy. So that's that's really all. There's did, do you guys have anything you liked from the, that scene? Kayla? No. Not necessarily that I liked, but that I noticed. Um, I was watching it with Zach, obviously, and he was like, oh, that mom looks familiar. Tatum and Dewey's mom. And I was like, yeah, she really does. So I looked it up. She's the mom from Gremlins. Yeah. Oh, from Gremlins. Yep. yep. Francis oh, cool. Lee McCain. I, I love Gremlins. Okay, so I was Francis. just like, yes. 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 I love that It's movie. a very, very, very small role, but I was like, oh, my God. She- <laughs> Yeah, I love that movie. So the next scene, Sydney goes back to school and she confronts Gail, basically, and it gives us more information that Gail wrote a book about Sydney's mom's murder, accusing Sydney of being a liar for testifying against Cotton Weary and accusing him as the murderer. Mm-hmm. And Gail basically thinks that Cotton Weary was framed and he is innocent. Then it cuts to Sydney with her friends in the hallways. And she bumps into Billy. She apologizes for basically throwing him in jail for a night. She then goes to the bathroom after they get in a fight because he's an insensitive prick. Um, mm-hmm. and right, she's like, attacked- right away, he's like, back to the whole, like, hey, why don't we have sex thing? I'm I know. Like, totally. Oh, you know what your girlfriend has ago. been through in the last 24 right. hours? Can like, you, like, yeah. get over you your mom's death? prick? Yeah, totally. It's so sleazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so then sleazy. Like it cuts to the bathroom scene where she's then once again attacked by a ghost face, but she's able to escape. 
Mm-hmm. So what were you guys' thoughts? So this scene is interesting to me because we never find out if it was actually Billy or Stu that attacks her in the bathroom or if it was just another like fuckhead mm-hmm. student that was being a dick mm-hmm. because she runs out of the bathroom and then like that's it. Like nobody mm-hmm. follows her. That was kind of my thought too and I didn't like that because mm-hmm. I was like oh okay well, well and why it, did that happen you know it can't be Stu, right because Stu and tatum were just standing by the lockers right having a chat we would have seen, seen them walk, walk by. behind billy mm-hmm. right exactly. i didn't even think so, about who is it who is this third person and maybe yeah. it is was just you know but then how yeah. would they have known that she was in the bathroom like there was right just, there's yeah, no the whole, explanation the whole thing's kind of a little bit of like a loophole yeah yeah <laughs> plot hole type scenario yeah, mm-hmm. I, I actually I hate the bathroom scene. Uh, the, yeah, the two chicks like they're fucking bitches. Yes. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. they're such bitches and yeah. gross. You know, I'm not sure which one, but one of them was Skidork's current girlfriend. No mm-hmm. shit. Probably shit. the blonde one. I hate them. Obviously, I think those girls are so horrible, and what they were saying was so nasty. But I mm-hmm. also love the idea that we're still continuing this whole thing where we don't know who it is. Right. Everyone's still trying to figure out who they think it is, and mm-hmm. everyone has their own, mm-hmm. you know, suspects and stuff. I really like it, but right in general, I don't love the yeah. bathroom scene. I think it's kind of lame. I mm-hmm. do like it for the fact that I feel like it's very realistic. If mm-hmm. all of that stuff was going on in your school, you know there would be some shit-talking oh, people. absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Just saying shit to say it mm-hmm. and being bitches. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Sydney then has to, like, listen in on that, like, that would be really hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it does add some realism to mm-hmm. the overall movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So in the next scene, we're told that school is suspended because of the murders. And we find Principal Hembury alone in his office. He gets a knock at the door nobody's there cut two he's getting murdered by Ghostface. basically what were your guys's thoughts on this scene um well i do have a fun fact mm-hmm. so principal Hembry does peek out you know and goes and walks through the school trying to figure out who was knocking on his door and he peeks around the corner and we do see fred the janitor right yes who is mm-hmm. clearly dressed as freddy krueger mm-hmm. that is mr west craven mm-hmm. his little mm-hmm. cameo mm-hmm. and that Love. is the original costume from oh wow is it really which yeah i never knew that because like Mm -hmm. obviously it looks like it but i didn't know it was like the actual original yeah i was there until i was doing some research and i also forgot to mention linda blair's cameo yes oh yes linda blair's cameo when they're first coming back to school and she's like the people have a right to know oh yeah 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 Yeah. funny yeah i love that fact Mm-hmm. I love such cameos. A, such a small cameo too, and kind yeah. of random for her. But because they talk about the Exorcist in the beginning, mm-hmm. I do like that. I like Just it. Tie too. it in, and again with the Fred, the Freddy Krueger costume mm-hmm. tying in the beginning mm-hmm. where she mentions yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's Wes Craven, yep. so it's yep. right. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know if this is just me and I'm missing something here, but like, why does he get murdered? I, I don't understand. I said the same thing too. I don't understand what yeah. that has to do with anything. It's kind of random, right? Like it, it doesn't. Um, I kind of have an answer. Okay. okay. So they needed, and we'll kind of get more to this when we get to the party and stuff. Uh-huh. But they needed a reason for everyone to leave the party. Okay, gotcha. Oh. And the reason everyone leaves the party is because, because apparently Principal Hembry is hanging by the goalpost, and everyone yep. wants to go look at it. So that's Which why is he so died. gross. 
Do you suppose it's Billy that calls the house to tell them, like, hey, Principal Henry's hanging by the goalpost? Uh, because at that point, Billy's still not at the party. He doesn't he's not tell yet. everyone's mm-hmm. leaving. Yeah. Right. I feel like it's I mean, I mean, then. And we'd never know. Maybe. We would never know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, though, because I said the same thing. I was like, yeah, I did, too. Why did they have to kill him? I love Henry Winkler. Same. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, like, he, it definitely wasn't a necessary death, but I thought does, if it serves that purpose, I mean, yeah, Yeah. it makes sense. Makes sense. um, So then we cut to the next scene. They're getting ready for the party tonight. Sydney and Tatum are talking on, is it Tatum's porch, right? I think it's Sydney's porch. Yeah, it looked like Sydney's. They're talking on Sydney's porch, whatever. And then the next scene, we see Stu and Randy at the video store where Randy works because he's a horror and just movie fanatic. Yes. They talk about the murders and Billy, or no, sorry, Randy. He thinks that it's Billy, but Stu like just jokes it off really quickly and he suggests that it's Mr. Prescott, which is Sydney's father. Mm hmm. And then it also shows just the town closing down early because of the mandated curfew. So what were your guys' thoughts on this scene? I mean, I love this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think, I feel like I've said this like three times, but I love that everyone in the movie is trying to figure it out just as much as we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're with Randy. We're all here together with Randy. Yes. We're all on the same wavelength as Randy. I think. I'm like, and why he's... is no one listening to Randy? Exactly. Randy yes. knows exactly what's going on. And he says there's a very specific formula. And yes, ma'am, mm-hmm. there is. And we know mm-hmm. he was right, obviously. But yeah. Standard horror movie <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Like, I love how maniacal he gets. And he's like, nobody's fucking listening to me. But I yeah. know what's happening here. Uh-huh. He called it. He knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Stu and, and Billy are, like, so in your face about it, too. Yes. Like, it feels like at this point they're not even trying to hide it. Like, he gets mm-hmm. right up in Randy's face. They're both, like, antagonizing him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Billy gets super intense and is, like, kind How of How do we know you're not the killer? Yeah. Right. With him. Yeah. Like, it's, mm-hmm. And Stu and just gets, like, really like, crazy psycho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if they're just, like, trying to play into the whole, like, bad boy, like, almost, like, bullying kind of thing with Randy because Randy's kind of, like, on the nerd side, yeah. I feel right. like it's very like, and it could be because we've seen this a million times, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's very obvious. Like, um, something's not right with those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. And again, I love that Stu's like trying to point the fingers at Mr. Prescott, and he's like, "Well, yeah. how do we know it's not the father?" You know, right. like, yeah. Like, and find her pops, man. Yeah, yeah, and that was kind of obviously we find out later that that was their their plot the whole time was to find him the entire time yeah so that's interesting i also love that randy's just like it's the millennium motives motives are incidental (laughs) Incidental. like the millennium (laughs) and when and when billy's just being all weird in the movie store he's like are you telling me that's not a killer like (laughs) randy is just hilarious i love him so funny me too he's one of my if not my favorite character same absolutely Yeah. yeah after the movie scene we then are taken to the party at Stu's house. Everyone's there, including Sydney and Tatum. Not Billy yet, though. Not Just Billy. Side note. And then Gail, of course, arrives with her news van in case a story breaks out. And Dewey is hanging outside with his cop car in case of an emergency, which is smart. But he also kind of, <laughs> kind of drops the up. ball. Yes. So totally drops the yeah. ball because he gets, you know, mesmerized by Gail. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to mention, can we talk about how amazing these houses are and what do these parents do for a living? Because we're doing mm-hmm. the wrong thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have a house even remotely close to that. Oh, yeah, perhaps they're huge. Maybe in California, the nineties with, with well. the with those with the land, right? Right. Not yeah. just a yard. They all have friggin' land. Yeah, yeah. It's it's real. Anyway, fancy. <laughs> they're getting um, real fancy over there. Very fancy. If we wanted um, a cute little fun fact here, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the last scene taking place at Stu's house it lasts for forty two minutes. Like that whole scene is yeah, it's mm-hmm. really long. Um, mm-hmm. It took 21 days to shoot. Oh, whoa. And the cast started calling it the longest night in horror history. Mm-hmm. And they all made shirts that said, um, I survived scene 118. Oh, how funny. <laughs> I know. I thought That's that was amazing. pretty funny. Like how exhausting that would be to just be filming the yeah. same scene for three weeks. Yeah, what? that's crazy. So yeah. Long. Yeah, that's kind of insane. Oh, like, shit. did they give any indication as to, like, why it took them so long to shoot that? No, I didn't see too much more about that. Hmm. I that- probably could have looked into it a little bit more, but. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next scene cuts to Tatum in the garage grabbing oh beers for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> she is attacked by Ghostface and she gets crushed by the cat door. What a horrible way to go. On the garage uh-huh. door while trying to escape. So, with the party scene in this scene, what were your guys' thoughts? This is my favorite scene. Oh, okay. This is the Tatum garage scene. The Tatum garage scene. I think, first of all, it's fucking hilarious. Please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to have a sequel. Like, that's probably my favorite line in the entire movie. I think it's so funny and so perfect. And, but again, that has to be Billy at that point that that would be yes. billy the yes. person who killed her mm-hmm. and at first i was like why why are they killing her why are they killing her you know mm-hmm. it's unnecessary but at the same time i'm like she would so get in the way oh yeah she mm-hmm. would so get in the way yes um and yeah what a horrible way to die oh yeah. <sighs> yes so you know how like she's trying to escape through the cat door and the garage door starts opening mm-hmm. well because she was actually able to fit through is it a cat door or a dog door? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a pet door. door. It's yeah. a pet, pet door. Pet door. Uh, we're inclusive to all pets here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she could actually fit through the door, but she kept sliding out because she was so tiny. So they mm-hmm. had to staple her shirt to the garage <laughs> to keep oh. her on there as it was being lifted up. Yep. Interesting. To make and that you know, whole scene that. work. Yes. I thought that was so interesting. I'm like, God. <laughs> Must be rough. Mm-hmm. I kind of right. right. Okay, Rose, nice. Rose McGowan. I, um, I kind of always wondered if that was actually like her, or yeah. it like is a stunt double or something. It is her until the crushing. Yeah. Right, of course. Then you can, right. you can tell it's like a, a dummy, a dummy. Or yeah, something. yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if they put yeah if it was actually her in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. <laughs> so as soon as the scene started, because again, I was watching with Zach. And she opens the garage door and walks in to get the beer. And he was like, in the 90s, did they have someone that just put, like, ice on the, like, chick's nipples for these teens? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't yeah. know, babe. That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, that's all of Friends also. Is just yeah. it. It's like nipples galore. Nipples, yeah. nipples galore. Nipples galore. nip. It reminded me of 10 Things I Hate About You when he's like, does this bitch have beer-flavored nipples or something? I don't know why. It's just, I love that line. It's yeah, too so good. Funny. 
That's yeah. funny that that made you think of it. I can uh-huh. totally get that. I feel like her nipples are all you see when she They're walks just, through the door. Yes, it's like the it's most all right you can face. Yeah, yeah, it's all you can see. <laughs> like, face. I love that for her, but yeah. my goodness. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> right I also, there. I love, like, throughout these couple scenes that Stu is, like, hosting this party in his, like, robe. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are you wearing? <laughs> Yes, he's just he's robe. so goofy <laughs> oh it's you hefner's robe yeah and, uh, yes i didn't connect those so sleazy right yeah it's like yeah so he thought he was like mr cool yeah whatever yeah yep. funny so, um i also like the soundtrack in this part it's mm-hmm. very very 90s yeah. oh, it's God. just it's good 90s it's like, it's party central party scene mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. music so like the witty banter like it's yeah 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 it's great i love that like i don't know maybe it's just this hasn't happened at parties i've been to but they just have like horror movies playing in the background yeah. of course mm-hmm. and i'm it's like, like my ideal party yeah i'm like why haven't i been to a party like that right <laughs> what the hell i feel like it's a more realistic party because I, mm-hmm. I charlotte is going into high school and i have to tell her like okay look there's no raves there's not like one room there's a disco ball and one room that all these people are dancing <laughs> and one room that all these people are doing these drugs that yeah. to me this movie scene is a more realistic high school party yes yeah it is very realistic ours yeah. just never had movies on i guess no yeah, good party um, scene. Good party yeah. scene. Yeah. I will say the one thing that does piss me off though in this scene is the fact that Sydney doesn't go with Tatum to the garage. Cause I don't know about you right? guys. Girl, but, like, I'm not going yeah. out there alone. No, also, you don't she's go gone anywhere for how alone. long? And yeah. she's just like doesn't even know. Like, where's my friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. no one she's checked not, like, on her. Where did right? Tatum go? Yeah. Like uh-huh. she just because by the time she's been gone for an hour. I was gonna say by the time Billy arrives, no one is questioned, but then that's the point when Sydney questions she's like have you seen Tatum yeah yeah and everyone's like no well maybe go look for her yeah yeah <laughs> no. like oh, okay but no she's yeah, more preoccupied with going upstairs with Billy oh, like, to do the deed like you're not being Billy a good friend with his fucking timing again just mm-hmm. I just <laughs> <laughs> like do you have time to shower just come on. your your murderous rampage your outings yep. your affairs mm-hmm. just go <laughs> Mm-hmm. So after Tatum gets crushed by the garage door, Billy shows up to the party. Him and Sydney go upstairs to quote unquote talk. talk. And whatever. The, yeah. Meanwhile, like everyone is, at the party, they're watching movie the horror movies with Randy. Mm-hmm. And then they get a call about the principal's murder. So the party goers scatter, but Randy stays behind. So yeah. thoughts on this set of scenes. Um, I hate how Sydney and Billy are in the room and he's like talking about a movie or whatever and then Sydney's like, Well, I want my movie to be a porno. Literally shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote insert eye roll emoji. Like you were doing so good. I know. Sydney. You're doing so and good. And she's still like not even hundred percent if he's the one that's like attacked her or whatever. And she's just like, nah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. YOLO. Right. Right. Yep. Shut up. I think at that point it almost is like a YOLO mo- like moment. You know? Yeah. Like, what yeah. Do I have to very lose? overwhelmed with like everything that has happened to her. And I think she's kind of like, fuck it. If I really am gonna die and like get killed by this crazy psycho, like might and as well not die a virgin. True. I do hate though when she says I've been self-absorbed with post-traumatic stress. Like, yes, mm-hmm. bitch, what? Do you hear the words yeah. coming out of your mouth? Self-absorb you yourself with post-traumatic stress. Sydney needs therapy. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. 
Sunita needs therapy today. She sure does. And also, you're not self-absorbed. Like, your mother was brutally murdered Mm -hmm. a year ago. A year ago. It's been a long Uh time. And she found her. Yeah. Yeah. In the movie, they talk about how she is the one that found her mom. Like, Mm -hmm. that would fucking happen. I cannot even imagine. To get past it. Absolutely. And she's having this vulnerable moment with him on the bed, like opening up to Mm -hmm. him all the while he's sitting there like, yeah, I did that shit, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he's, oh, he's just the worst. He's the worst. Vile. It's my least favorite part about that line though, that she does, or just that whole Mm -hmm. scene, I guess that's me. I'm just like, come on, you're better than that. Yeah. I put, (laughs) I where like on my notes, I put, or a good porno. Oh, Sydney. Yeah, like, oh, Sydney, I just put, oh come on, <laughs> no, like stick to the Meg Ryan. Yes, film. like come mm-hmm. on. Yeah, and then meanwhile, while they're getting their, you know, coitus on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't like that word. <laughs> coitus? You don't like coitus? That's coitus. Weird. Let's go with the Let's get a different um, one. Well, uh, while that's happening. <laughs> in the bedroom mm-hmm. they're still watching the horror movies downstairs and randy starts to go on his rant about like the mm-hmm. rules of mm-hmm. horror which is fantastic yeah. one of the best scenes as well the best yeah yes. so the rules are to surviving a horror movie you can never have sex mm-hmm. you can never drink or do drugs and you can never say i'll be right back because you won't mm-hmm. be. you won't be back <laughs> i'll see you in the kitchen with a knife with a knife oh nice foreshadowing there. i know uh-huh. yep i loved that part i loved it yes so wonderful i will mention this is like such a major side note but so you know horror movies like the, the, all the old ones are kind of known for their like obligatory titty shots right mm-hmm. this movie doesn't have one no except for the shot in halloween when oh, they're watching yeah. it that's the only oh, one Lee. And yeah. I love that they're not just like not completely. Lee. No, it's her friend. It's her yeah. friend. Um, but I love that they're not just like yeah. using that trope or not trope, because but like so that cliche. Yeah, it is unnecessary. It's it's a cliche for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that they kind of go against that because, like, mm-hmm. hell yeah, like girls don't just have to show their tits to be in movies right. or for it to be a good horror movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like we don't yeah. see any peni walk in the stage. <laughs> oh no! As someone's peni. getting killed. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Peni coitus. Coitus. <laughs> I mean, cannot. for all adults. We are. Yeah, it's but, true. It's true. Uh, you really don't see any male genitalia. No. Ever and they, they the- only do that to appeal to the male audiences, mm-hmm. obviously. And I think that speaks a lot to who watches horror movies, mm-hmm. right? Be- or who's allowed to watch horror allowed. movies, I should say. Who generally who is generally, the audience, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, so, no, we love horror not just anymore, as much. bitches. We're definitely <laughs> in the mind. We're taking over. Yeah. <laughs> Watch yeah, your we, eye. We are. In- <laughs> we are in the minority, though, I feel like, when it comes to liking horror mm-hmm. movies. Like, we're definitely. I feel like until this movie, kind of, and until mm-hmm. recently, yes. we weren't the targeted audience. Yeah. So. Also, I would like to say when they're watching um, Halloween downstairs, mm-hmm. 
what the scene that they're watching kind of mirrors what happened yes like yes. upstairs with mm-hmm. billy and sydney because someone's like when did we get to see jamie lee's tits mm-hmm. and she and takes off like, her shirt yeah uh-huh and that's like pretty much the same part where like the woman in the film is getting undressed and sydney's getting undressed and i think that was really clever yes yes absolutely yeah. this honestly this whole like there's a there's a lot of that happening here in the mm-hmm. kind of like climax and finale mm-hmm. with the mirroring more yes. of the movies i like it a hundred percent in the next scene we re-enter the bedroom and billy and sydney they're getting redressed and ghostface comes into the room stabbing billy sydney screams she's able to escape the bedroom and then in the next kind of sequence here it's really just sydney trying to get away from ghostface but really she ends up just getting back into the house anyways mm-hmm. unable to escape and Stu and billy end up cornering her revealing that they're the killers and all of that so what are your guys's thoughts that's a really hard way to summarize this whole next couple scenes there's just so much that happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what are your guys's thoughts on everything that happens right here well this is kind of the part two where sydney's kind of trying to figure out you know still what's going on and she remembers that it was the sheriff that called billy's dad Mm -hmm. and not Billy himself and so yeah she's like so it would have been a really good way to throw me off like if you used me as your one phone call yep and he's like well my dad didn't answer when I called and part of me wants to believe that Mm -hmm. um and think that it was Stu that called you know yeah um but again we never find out no but I think it was Stu because the voice is different so he's gonna have a phone you don't think he, he would have a voice changer in jail Oh, yeah, yeah right. that's true. That's you know? really Obviously, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually never thought about that. Me but either. I just think it's, like, she still is like, oh, but you had one phone call, so who did you call? Like, you just slept with his mofo, and you still <laughs> think that, that he might kill, he's right. to kill you? Like, yeah. like a little late for that. I know. Stabbed that she's, like, still thinking it's him. I know, yeah. like, wait, Maybe. So who did you call? And your peen, peen eye, or whatever you said. <laughs> We did the coitus. Yeah. Post coital. Gross. Post coital. Oh, I just love it. I love it. Points for the vocab, Lorelai. I mean, really. Thank you. Like, Thank you're you just so a walking thesaurus. Um, um, wow. But what was I just going to say? Um, at that point, you already did the do, you mm-hmm. already banged. So just let her know. Stop gaslighting the fuck out of this bitch and just yes. tell her. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, I killed your mom, and I'm going to kill you now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like you like, know, everyone's gone with her. Yeah. But well, obviously, and- then it, that would be the end, of course. Yeah. And round of applause to his acting when he's getting yep. stabbed. Oh, oh yes. no, yes. stabbed! Like what a dick! Just the reaching. The reaching. <laughs> yes. It's like uh, 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 Sydney. Sydney. Mm-hmm. And also, during this, we talked about how like. It is very real in that, like, when they're actually hit or, yes. like, run into a door, that yes. they actually fall down and, like, grunt and mm-hmm. pain. And yes. They're mm-hmm. not, like, invis- invincible fucking mm-hmm. madmen like Michael Myers, like, stabbing 15 yeah. times and he's still walking after yeah. you. Yeah. That's why this movie yep. is so terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and then this is the whole part where, you know, because previously Gail, she set up, like, a hidden camera. Mm-hmm. So they've been able to watch all of this go down in the house from the news van. And we're now seeing Ghostface walk behind Randy. Yes. Turn around, and, Jamie. Uh-huh. Jamie, like, behind, Jamie behind, behind you. you. Like, yes, so Jamie, good. behind you. Uh-huh. Um, 
quick fun fact um Kayla spoke about this the other day when we were talking about it how right the actor's name is Jamie mm-hmm. so it's just absolutely yes. hilarious that so we're good. watching him say it to Jamie Lee and then really we're saying it to right. him saying at the same time yeah. but mm-hmm. if you would like to know the real fun fact when the killer is behind Jamie during this whole scene mm-hmm. that was Ski Ulrich in the costume and this mm-hmm. was the only time in the entire movie that he actually wore the costume oh interesting really oh really yeah, he wanted, he wanted to wear it for one scene. It was a stunt double for the rest. Oh, why? West why? Because, of, like, I'm not because sure. of the running and the chasing. Probably. Like, like I, knew, hurt and stuff. I knew that Ghostface was a different voice. Like, yeah. it wasn't either of them, but I didn't know it was yeah. a different actor. Yeah, yeah. well, a couple of times in the beginning, it's Wes Craven. Oh. Um, actually, with... Yeah, I actually should have mentioned this. In the very first scene when, you know, Ghostface is chasing Casey around mm-hmm. and he breaks the window when she's out outside and she hits him in the face with the phone that was Wes uh-huh. Craven and he actually like got smacked in the face really hard oh wow scene. yeah love it but yeah that's the only time that Ski Ulrich appears in the ghost face costume maybe that's who it is in the bathroom huh. oh maybe Craven. it's Wes Craven it's breaking the fourth wall <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> interesting huh. Very cool. so does um Matthew Lillard never wear it then either they have a stunt double just um, for one stunt double basically yeah, that was my assumption. I didn't see anything about Matthew Lillard wearing it. Um, that was just my assumption, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Action. So I will say, too, during the set of scenes when, like, Sydney's able to jump out of the window and she sees Tatum crushed mm-hmm. by the garage door. Mm-hmm. Why is she not vomiting? I know. She's just like, <laughs> oh, right? And then just keeps if, running. <laughs> if I saw someone I loved, like, anybody, in literally that, anybody. Like, in that state, I would be vomiting and like crying. Like, no, she just I like think screams and point, runs. It becomes like fight or flight, right? Totally. You know, like, I think she's so. Yeah. I don't know. She's just fighting for her life. So like, she has mm-hmm. a moment to kind of grieve and be like completely blown away and shocked by this, but then she just has to keep going. That's true, and she does. I like that. Like uh, to say again, to speak on the the realistic aspect of people getting hurt in the movie where she limps away. She's mm-hmm. not like completely yes. running away. Like, right. Because she fell out of a window and onto a boat. Like, yeah, yeah that would fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Also RIP to Canny, the cameraman. Can- oh. Did I say Canny? Canny. Canny, the cameraman. Canny, cameraman. Canny, the cameraman. Yeah. Rip. Like he rip really sure. kind of saved Sydney's life there. And mm-hmm. he just, he just died. Like, yeah, he deserved better. And can we talk about, I mean, some gore? That oh might be, God. like, yes. the, goriest, the goriest part Good. of the whole movie. Good is, fucking gore. Yeah, mm-hmm. he slit right in the throat, bleeds mm-hmm. out all over the place, and then he's on top all of the van. the windshield. And, and the, the effects blood. are spot yeah. on. Because sometimes when you see that slicing happening, you can totally tell that it's, like, the it's fake right there and it's a yeah. prosthetic. But it looks pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I did. agree. Uh, did you guys have any, any other things that you liked about... Her, like, running away and then stumbling into Stu and Billy realizing. Well, I love this part because they're still fucking with her. Like, Mm -hmm. Stu is trying to convince her that it's Randy. Right. She's just kind of like, fuck both of you. Like, I'm over this shit. uh And, and it sucks because she, she fucks over Randy in that way. But what are you to do? Like, you wouldn't know what to How believe. would you know? Yeah, save yourself right. at that point. Goodbye. Yeah. She says, fuck um, you both. And just yeah. slaps yeah. the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why she's the final girl. That's yes, why exactly. she's the final girl. You take uh-huh. care of you. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So 
yeah in this next scene it's revealed that you know the killers are Stu and billy they murdered the mom they were gonna frame it all on the dad they bring out her poor dad Mm -hmm. all bound and gagged she's freaking out gail comes in right tries to Mm -hmm. save the day but freaking safety wasn't off so she blows (laughs) it but sydney was still able to get away Stu chases after her. She ends up killing Stu with the TV, which is mm-hmm. awesome oh, kill. Again, great kill. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great and kill. then she's able to basically, like, pin Billy with an umbrella and then shoot him dead. Mm-hmm. Randy survives. The cops arrive. Gail broadcasts, you know, the whole scene that just unfolded <laughs> and the credits roll. So what are your guys' thoughts on, like, this entire finale? <sighs> I feel like there's so much to unpack here. Yeah. Uh Truly. That's why I wanted to just do a brief summary and we could just talk about it all. I mean, it's um, not so much like a plot twist because we kind of knew that at least Billy was involved. Um, Yeah. But I think the first time I saw it, I was like, holy cow. Yeah. Both of them. Mm -hmm. And just the awesome mix of comedy and suspense and horror in this last scene is just yes. so brilliant like matthew lillard is the star of this end yes scene. absolutely he really is yeah yes. he goes freaking psycho and his spit is like all over the place <laughs> yes and, like, like he, yeah oh it's very like, like did you off. really call the police my mom and dad are gonna be so mad it's hilarious no sharon stone Stone. what do we have behind door number three like it's just everything that he says he's so comical about it Mm -hmm. and like i feel like he and billy express or portray their psychotic tendencies in so different ways like right you know Mm -hmm. i think that's why it's also so scary is because Mm -hmm. i feel like I've never obviously been in that situation, but if a person's trying to kill you, they're going to go through all those emotions as well. Right. Yeah. Like sad and angry. And I don't know. It's just, well, he's psycho. Yeah. And I love, it kind of gives us more on Stu because mm-hmm. the final motive is revealed here with Billy. He killed Sydney's mom because her mom was having an affair with his father, mm-hmm. which led to, you know, the, his parents, separating and Mm -hmm. so he's like oh well i'm gonna kill the quote-unquote whore that you know broke up my parents and then i'm gonna kill you too you know and it really isn't until the scene like you see Stu have like a little light bulb moment yes and he's like oh that's why we're doing this like what the fuck we were just doing it for fun yeah like were you just murdering people for no fucking reason (laughs) like what the hell Mm -hmm. It just, it definitely gives a glimpse into his psychosis he has going on for sure. And who is it? Oh, go ahead. I feel like his, his humor is a testament to kind of like how mentally unstable he really is. Like Mm -hmm. uh he, he just thinks the whole thing is like a big fucking joke. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And And it's just mm -hmm. kind of psychotic in that way. Like he's almost scarier than Billy. Like Billy at least has a reason Mm-hmm. it's a shitty yeah. reason but he has a reason right and even before he gives his motive right i think he says oh you hear that Stu? she wants a motive i think it's scarier without a motive mm-hmm. it really and is. it it really is because Stu didn't have one right mm-hmm. and so then you wonder if billy was keeping the actual motive from him the whole time uh-huh you know what i mean it's like well he clearly wasn't in on any of this mm-hmm. right 
Yeah. Um, who is it that says that the line from Psycho that we all get, go a little mad sometimes? Billy. Billy. Is it Billy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is Billy. Yeah. Yep. Pig's blood, like in Carrie. Like, uh-huh. Oh, yes. He's very Again. much obsessed with the horror movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love that she even says, like, you sick fucks, you've watched one too many horror movies. And yeah. Like, now, Sid, don't go blaming the movies. Uh-huh. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Which yes. is one of the yep. best lines. And, I mean, I think we can talk about you know more about that later so yeah and then just the whole scene with them like stabbing each other mm-hmm. like and i think <laughs> that's when Stu starts to realize the severity of the situation they're in mm-hmm. it's like dude what the fuck did you think was gonna happen oh, right because billy clearly doesn't care about him no no you know? no 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 billy's in this for billy and his own motives yes absolutely which can I also point out is just very realistic to murderous duos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of like m- couples that murder together, whatever friends that have murdered together. And it is such a selfish thing. Like, I feel like someone always like the other person thinks that they care about them, but like they don't mm-hmm. like, no, they don't give two shits about they're you. They're trying to kill someone. Right. right. They care about you. Mm-hmm. And if they need to, they're going to kill you too. <laughs> yeah. They don't have a soul. So yeah, yeah truly. I also love Billy, like, just losing his shit on the couch. Yeah. And, like, what was that about? it up. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you okay there, bud? You okay? Mm-hmm. I like when, I don't know when this is either, actually, but I like when Randy says, I th- I never thought I'd be so happy to be a virgin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. He cuts the tension so well. And yes. then mm-hmm. after Gail, um, you know, comes in and Attempts shoots, to save the day. Attempts mm-hmm. to save the day. Um who ends oh it's 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 sydney that ends up yeah. shooting billy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and randy's like this is the part where the killer wakes up for one last yes scare yeah and they don't they don't hesitate which i love nope. they don't make you wait for it it just happens right away but yeah. i love and then boom point yep. blank right in the fucking head just yeah good not, my, you. not, my, not movie. my movie that's my fucking favorite uh-huh. And there's yep. it just wraps it back all up yep. to the beginning where we know that we're in a movie, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that fourth wall break that we've talked about, but not yes. not as blatant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. I will I say. Think, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say I think a lot of people think that that line is a little bit cheesy. Oh, really? Um, I'm I, here for it. Supposed I love to be. it. But yeah. it's supposed oh, to be. Like, it's yeah, my favorite. I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's just the right amount of like '90s cheese to make yes. it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Um, well, and I will say, like, this whole finale is like the most quotable out of the movie. Oh, I yes. mean, the whole the whole movie is quotable, but yeah. especially the finale, and it really all comes from like Stu and Randy. Yeah. Yes. yes. I feel a little woozy here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I say that on probably a weekly basis. So, yeah, mm, I love that funny. part. And of course, Sydney's poor dad. I just feel really bad for oh, him right, yeah. in this whole scene. Like, could you imagine being him? Like, he's been, you know, kidnapped. He's been tied up, whatever. And then he sees his daughter in distress, and he thinks they're both going to die. Like, that would just be. Well, and his wife was just murdered. And right. Yeah. And like this whole thing, and then yes, like Some he's going do. through it. He's, Something he that has I have PTSD. Considered about that is like. He was going out of town for work. Mm-hmm. Did no one realize, like, when he didn't show up? Like, did no one try to contact anyone? Right. Was kind True. of, like, the biggest 
the biggest plot hole that I could see. Yeah. Because even in the uh, in the police station with Dewey, Mm -hmm. he's like trying to reach her dad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sh- he's not listed there at the Hilton. And it's like, well, why wasn't he listed there? Like he, they even mentioned it at the beginning when he was leaving. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going out of town. Mm-hmm. I'm staying at the Hilton. So yeah, like why mention that? Is it just to add to the, like make the audience the believe that it's him? his dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. Like I assume probably Billy or Stu called, and you oh. know posed as him perhaps and like canceled the reservation or something. Oh maybe. Oh, I guess, fair. but even at work, like, no one, no one right. was like, hmm, this is weird that this man just didn't show up. Right. I wonder where Neil is. That's, that's odd. Yeah. Yeah. That Neil. is weird. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, me either. And of course, I do like the ending because the mm-hmm. sun's coming up, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that. A new day. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it alleviates everything. It's kind of that cliche horror. The it sun's is. up. Everything's yeah. okay. Yes. And I like that. I like that they chose to do it that way and that it wasn't still just like nighttime or in the middle of the night whatever yeah cool um well any final thoughts i love this movie yeah Mm -hmm. same me too like i i really (laughs) have no negative comments about this film it's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. right like aside from like the very minute like plot holes and Mm -hmm. things that we've already discussed like it's just great it's a classic for a reason like Mm -hmm. It just, it stands the test of time, obviously. Like, we, yes. we watched it in 2021, and it's still funny and relevant and relatable. Like, right. And, and coming out terrifying. with another one next year. Right. Yep. Oh God. Yep. I mean, bring it on. Yeah. And bring <laughs> back, like, original cast members. Yeah. Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette. Mm-hmm. Of course, no Jamie Kennedy, because he dies in the third one. But that's right. Yeah. R.I.P. Actually, I misspoke. He dies in the second one. Does he die in the second one? I yeah. can't remember. I haven't oh, watched you're right. yeah, in a I while. Think he does, yeah. Yeah. You're correct. But love him. Yeah, I will say I think my favorite like kill out of the finale was Stu's mm-hmm. with the TV. It yes. kind of reminded me, I don't know if it's just because it's like electricity, but it reminded me of The Lost Boys when he's like, Death by stereo. Yes. <laughs> but yes. It's, it's death by television. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just like it. Oh yes. Very similar. Mm-hmm. And it is a great kill because God, I mean, that would be a horrific way to die. So. Yep, truly. But he deserves it. Oh, for sure, hundred yep. percent. But nice like, too. not not a not a painless death. That's for sure. Definitely nope. not. Yeah. So I'm glad we all love that movie. That made it fun to talk about because I'm sure we will yes. come across some that not all of us can that agree we don't on. love. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Um. But since we've kind of discussed everything we love about it we can talk more as to the making of mm-hmm. you know um grace what did you find about like the history slash inspiration behind the movie um, all that good stuff so the inspiration is of the gainesville ripper who is danny rolling um very creepy person he is um, icky. very icky um I think that's why it makes it so scary because it's sort of loosely based off of someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Williamson um, was just watching the news on the Gainesville Ripper and uh, just got inspired by him. And also like how easy it is to just kill someone, which is kind of mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah. Um, but other than the weapon that he's used in Scream, which is called a K-Bar, mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. like else is actually based off of 
the Gainesville Ripper. Um, and Scream, everything is for revenge. There's a reason. And the Gainesville Ripper is, there's no motive, which I believe is where that line comes from. Uh, it's more scary when there is no motive. Yeah. Right? So I believe yes. that that's where that sort of line comes from or is inspired by or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also, the Gainesville Ripper does display his victims in a very gruesome, grotesque way, mm-hmm. similar to how Ghostface does with... Uh, with Casey? Casey, yeah. I was mm-hmm. going to say Drew Barrymore. Casey and her <laughs> boyfriend, and then uh, the principal at the football field, things like that. But yeah, Which I wish, not- I wish we could have seen that. Just a uh, side note. I wish we could have seen the principal. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that's feeling... one of the scenes they cut out. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, could be they cut it out. I was gonna say I have a feeling that maybe they uh, didn't even shoot that scene because Henry Winkler is like kind of a a bigger star. You know, uh-huh. they probably had to pay him quite a bit just for his small role. Right. Mm-hmm. It could be that they couldn't even like really afford to have him in more than the one scene he was in. Right. It's true. Interesting. Um. So with the line that uh, movies make, whatever. You say the line. <laughs> Just that movies make psychos more creative. Yeah. Uh-huh. Movies make psychos more creative. Um, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people were inspired by Scream, which is mm-hmm. super disgusting, um, to create their own murders. Um, there was four murders between 1998 and 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, which was super creepy to me in... America. There's there's two in America and two in Europe. One in France and England. Um, but one of them, he like they made a list of students they were gonna kill, and one of them looked like Drew Barrymore, and that was gonna be their first. Oh my god! Att- yeah, and that was oh, like wow. so freaky to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all wore the scream or the ghost face Ugh. costume. I know, and like all like obsessively watched that movie, and then. Unfor- you know did terrible things to- yeah but i just thought that was so creepy the the person potentially looked like drew barrymore or whatever that yeah. was just absolutely so like creepy. the first target oh that makes me sick yeah mm-hmm. absolutely disgusting they're all almost teenagers or like really young and God. just watch that movie so it actually changed um a lot of um advertisement for scary movies so not everyone could see commercials for that because i guess the first couple commercials for scream were like really gruesome and it showed murders that were happening or whatever it was in the commercial Mm -hmm. and they changed that so you couldn't see so not everyone could just see the commercial wow right yeah which i thought was really interesting and so Mm -hmm. now commercials are still more pg interesting so so before this then was it that commercials weren't so yeah, I, I mean at least with this movie i don't know oh, okay. i can't speak for the other ones but they said with this there was like a whole like sort of class action thing with all the victims of these attacks that um mm. they wanted to change the way advertising was done for horror movies mm-hmm. which i mean as i get you should. Mm-hmm. as you should but mm-hmm. it's it's hard too because obviously it's not the movie's fault Did no inspire- absolutely not Yes, mm-hmm. but if someone's going to kill someone, oh, they already have that in them, you know? Absolutely. So yeah. you can't totally blame the movie here, but I understand, no. like, the, like just the loved ones of the victims wanting to do something like that, because yeah. I'm sure I would want to do the same in that situation, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah they're already psycho yep yeah the movie didn't make them do that yeah absolutely and neither did metallica (laughs) (laughs) cool so yeah very sad the drew barrymore thing i was like oh shit yeah yeah sad (laughs) yeah she didn't die but they had like a list of they killed um his mom first and then they had a list of students they wanted to kill and one of them was that looked like drew barrymore yeah god yeah sick disgusting and they're 15 years old oh my god actual children yes babies my goodness (laughs) yeah well we definitely pay our respects to those victims and their loved ones yes absolutely that is tragic Mm -hmm. also i found out that kevin williamson the writer he wrote um, all of the Scream franchise, but he also wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer mm. and a few seasons of Vampire Diaries. <laughs> mm. And also one season of Dawson's Creek. So clearly wow. he knows teenagers. Yeah. Yes. And he wrote like the um, Halloween H2O or the one that came out in like 98. Oh, uh-huh. he's, okay. So he's really Perfect. good at just like teen. The 90s cheese. Yeah, exactly. Very interesting. Exactly. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. I do have a little tidbit to add mm-hmm. to that. So mm-hmm. we were watching Scary Movie the other night. Mm-hmm. And it's like the scene where it's making fun of like Billy sneaking through Sydney's window, you know? <laughs> yeah. And one of the fucking kids from Dawson's Creek, he like jumps in the window. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, isn't yeah. it upset? James Vanderbeek. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is him. Yeah. What is, that, so what is that person's now? name? James Vanderbeek? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> You know, the only reason I know that is Why? from Kesha's the music Kesha video. video. Oh my god. Yes! Wait, what Kesha video? It's if it isn't James Van oh, Vanderdoosh. Oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I was dancing to that song at like 13 years old. That's not okay. <laughs> I was no. A no, Kesha concert when I was 15. Did you put feathers yes. in your hair? Um, I did, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was covered yes. in glitter. And oh. LMFAO opened for her. Oh, my God. God. What a time. <laughs> what a time. What a time. Anyway, is, sorry, Grace. James Vanderbeek in the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. And that makes sense since he wrote that. Mm-hmm. Right. Also. Since he yeah. wrote yeah. that. Yeah. Very interesting. interesting. Very Clever. interesting. Very interesting. I'm doing oh, not that all of Dawson's thing. Creek. Only one season of Dawson's Creek. Oh, okay. Oh, good yeah. clarification. Yes. <laughs> not giving credit where credit is not due. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, just kidding. That guy. Just kidding. Anyway. Amazing. Elaine. Elaine. Hello. Hello. Um, I have some fun facts to share. Yeah. Give it to, to hear us. them. You'd like to hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's quite a few. Um mm-hmm. uh, I almost said scary movie Scream mentions oh. at least twenty-five other horror movies throughout you know yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very clear obviously yes um, i love it me too drew barrymore and nev campbell never met the man who voiced Ghostface, who is also mojo jojo oh, oh my god <laughs> so from random. the power from powerpuff that is yeah, so, random. so random but Wes craven wanted their genuine reactions I love that. That's really smart, honestly. I it agree. really is. That's like and, what makes a good director, you know? That's what mm-hmm, sets them yeah. apart. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And all of the calls from the killer were made from a cell phone on set, so it wasn't, like, pre-recorded, which I also loved. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, let's see. The um, 
most of uh, Matthew Lillard's lines were improv at the end of the film. Oh. Um, I have three examples. So um, when the phone slips from Billy's hand, like mm-hmm. after they kind of stab each other and it mm-hmm. hits Stu on the head, he's like, you hit me with the phone, dick. Like that was <laughs> the phone slipped out because of the fake blood. The blood. So it was, yeah. yeah, it was completely accidental. And then his reaction was so genuine. They kept it in the film. Um, that makes says, sense. Because yeah, I feel right. like a lot of what he says, like, you can't write that kind of shit like it just it just comes naturally yeah for sure uh same thing when he says my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me (laughs) oh my god i love that line i love it too it's one of my favorites um and then he kind of like squeaks too i know yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're gonna be so mad at me (laughs) so good you know Stu, you're dead so actually you're fine like Um, maybe don't murder people and they won't be mad at you you exactly um, and then the scene when Sydney drops a TV on Stu's head, mm-hmm. he ad-libbed, I've always had a thing for you, Sid. And she ah. responded, in your dreams. So both of those lines were oh, unscripted as well. Yeah, oh, I, I love, love it. Yeah. It works so um, well, too. It does. It does. I love her. Um, this is my favorite fun fact. So at the end of the movie, when um, Sydney's hiding in like the coat closet and she stabs, she's in the scream, you know, costume, the ghost face costume, and she stabs Billy in the chest with the umbrella. Mm-hmm. So this was a stunt double and she stabs him twice. And the first stab hit him on like the chest pad that they had on his you know, chest to protect him from being stabbed with the umbrella. Mm-hmm. But the second stab missed the chest pad and stabbed him where he has metal wiring under his skin from an open heart surgery when he was oh a child. Gosh. Oh, shit. oh, shit. Yeah, and so his expression and the scream and pain oh, wow. was completely genuine. Like, he was an oh upper unit. Was he like to watch that scene again? Was right. he, like, injured after that? Like, was he okay? I'm not sure. I mean, clearly he was fine. Right, but... <laughs> like, he didn't die. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> I don't know. That I don't just know. sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds like, like, do you have to get surgery yeah. or something? That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I want to watch that scene again, though. I know. Also, I, like, I... interesting that a guy that had open heart surgery a stuntman. That seems kind yes. of ballsy. Yeah. Well, Skeet, Skeet Ulrich, Ulrich, Ulrich was the one that was, Ulrich. but he was, he wasn't the stuntman. He was. But mm. the fact that he was doing his own stunt. Oh, like, yes. Oh, stunt yes. Stunt there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm misunderstood. I'm with you. Yeah, still kind of risky. Together. Yeah, 100%. Right. At that point, yeah. Agreed. Wow, how crazy. Yeah. Um, Wes Craven directed every other movie in the franchise, and this had never happened before with any horror movie franchise. That they really? Had the same person. director. Mm-hmm. Next fact. Okay. Um, the film was originally set to shoot at a high school in Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. But close to the shooting date, the school district changed their mind about letting them film the movie there um, mm-hmm. because they read the script and they said it was too violent. Like they originally thought it was going to be more of a comedy. Oh. And so kind of last minute, I know, last minute they were like, yeah, actually you can't film here. And so they were forced to find, you know, a new place to film. And so at the end of the credits in the special thanks section, mm-hmm. Wes Craven added, no thanks whatsoever to the Santa Rosa <laughs> City School District Governing Board. Ha, that's so that's petty. so funny. I know. I thought that was hilarious. I, I never... I don't watch the fucking credits. I don't right. know who does. Right. Who stays to the very end. Um, but yeah, at the very end of the credits. I think I read... Didn't they end up shooting it at the Sonoma Community Center? Yes. 
So how do they make Excuse it look like me, a school? Sorry. Is that a dumb question? <laughs> I don't I know. If it I was, think it's like a school. school at one point, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. Like, you know, it, it could be like an old closed. And so then they kind of just like utilized the building. Kind of repurposed it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to share? Like? No, that is the end. That cool. is the end. The end of my fun facts. I love it. Kayla, would you like to tell us about the soundtrack? Yes. Yeah. The soundtrack. Yeah. I kind of have a lot about this soundtrack. Yay. It's interesting. Yeah. So Marco Beltrami is the composer. He did the score for Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, he has 33 credits on IMDb, like, for scores Whoa. and soundtracks. Like, he has done a ton of movies. So he did seven Wes Craven films, all of the Scream movies, um, which is interesting, like, because the composer, he not only does the soundtrack with, like, the bigger, like, you know, well-known popular songs, but they also do their own original score for the movie. So the score throughout the franchise has the same, like, sound and feel Mm. to it because it's the same composer. Mm. Um, I like that. He also did Red Eye, which was a Wes Craven film, which Oh, I didn't know that. I love that movie. Me too. Yeah. He did Cursed, which was Wes Craven. I wasn't... Mm -hmm. I didn't really like Cursed that much. It it was okay. Mm -hmm. It was was plenty cheesy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He did A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2. Oh, my. Oh, wow. He won a Golden Globe for A Quiet Place for the score for that. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he's like... He's a big composer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty great. Um, I was just kind of blown away by his credits because typically, like, nobody ever pays any mind to the composer and whoever does mm-hmm. the music. I mean, plenty of people will go to say, oh, yeah, like, the soundtrack's great to that movie, but not many people can really you know, name like, the composer who was score, behind yeah. any of it. Right, yeah. exactly. So well, they're such cool. a, like, he has done a lot. Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. such a big part of the overall vibe Feel. of the movie. Like, they have mm-hmm. an important oh, yeah. job, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They really do. And to speak to that, um, if you watch like lots of behind the scenes footage and like bloopers and things, especially if it's a scene like at a dance or something like that, they put in the music post production. Mm-hmm. So when they're filming those scenes, there's actually no music, and you can it's it's the most awkward thing ever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, like it completely changes a scene in a movie, like to have yeah. good music. And I think right. part of what makes Scream so great is the music like the soundtrack was very well done i feel like they chose every single song perfectly and for mm-hmm. a reason like you know the don't fear the by gus black at the beginning when um billy and sydney are making out like huge yes. and and they did it on purpose you know i looked into mm-hmm. it a little more and kind of like we had discussed like they definitely did that for the irony there like she's mm-hmm. Literally making out with the guy that's going to try to fucking kill her. So don't feel right. the <laughs> Yeah. I love the Scream soundtrack. And kudos to Marco Beltrami because I think he did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Red Right Hand is like my favorite Yes. Song I love that, that song. It's yes. so good. It's so it's good. It's so spooky. Oh, it's like. Speaking of. Oh, I don't know how I forgot that. Uh, the composer, Marco, he also did Hellboy. And Red Right Hand is in Hellboy. Oh. Because oh. it's so fitting, like, you know, because Hellboy has yep. the gigantic hand. And that almost yeah. has, like, a horror feel to it. It's definitely very, like, oh, absolutely. sci-fi, That's, you know, mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro. That's why I love And he's worked Hellboy. with him, so. 
yeah so he definitely has um his directors that he likes and and a vibe cool awesome that's that's what i got amazing so yeah i did some research into like the special effects and i found some fun stuff yes so basically the whole crew that was in charge of the special effects for the movie is the k&b uh special effects house but one of their like biggest challenges was making the lifelike dummy of drew barrymore for Casey Becker uh, hanging from the tree. Oh, oh yeah. yes. That yes. is not that is not Drew hanging from the tree. That is a dummy of her. So yeah, they had a challenge because they had to make it look exactly like her features and like sculpt her right, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they decided ultimately how she would be hanging from the tree. Mm-hmm. And I just think they did an amazing job. Like Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You totally can tell it's her. It doesn't look like a dummy at all. Mm-mm. And the gore right. is great with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, I think they did an excellent job there. They also um, were in charge of Steve, Casey's boyfriend, in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So you know how, like, when he's sitting there in the chair and his guts just kind of, like, fall out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was a whole little project they had to put together. Basically, <sighs> what they did is on the chair, they had another, like, lifelike dummy of Steve, basically from, like, the shoulders down. Mm-hmm. and they had it sitting on a backless chair so that steve just had his head kind of oh. like up behind oh. the dummy with his okay. arms like bound behind him yeah and then they filled the dummy with rubber latex gelatin and like fake blood basically and just oh. slashed it open so that's how oh we were gosh. able to get that realistic like falling out of, of like, like organs and stuff. yeah yeah and he was able to still act and show kind of like some physical pain, obviously, right. like within his face. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just obviously like a dummy laying there getting gashed. Right. Um, so, yeah, oh, I thought that so was cool. really neat. Yeah. yeah. I want to go back and watch that scene now. Me too. Like not knowing that, I mean, for all we know, it's him sitting on the chair. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look like he's not. So I want to no. go back and like really pay attention. Same. Yeah, I think they did a great job executing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, of course, they were also in charge of putting together the iconic ghost face costume. Mm-hmm. So oh, they cool. knew that they wanted it to look like a certain way. They wanted it to have a ghost face. So they had based the ghost face costume on a previous movie called Shadow of a Doubt, which was mm. filmed in the 40s. Oh. Um, I've never seen it. But because they had, like, rights to that costume, obviously, they couldn't do the exact, like, an exact replica of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they knew they wanted a ghost-like figure. They originally wanted it to be white. But for several reasons, they decided to go with a black cloak for it instead. Mm-hmm. Because they did have concerns that it might have embodied uh, the Ku Klux Klan a little too much Fair. Mm-hmm. and they figured too that black is scarier than white so yeah. absolutely it just kind of it kind of fits the vibe a little bit more yeah but they wanted to keep the ghost face so they did end up um finding a ghost mask when scouting for locations um they didn't they liked it but they didn't love it so they did end up tweaking it to make it exactly with the ghost face that we know now Mm. But so there was kind of a few little bits and pieces that went behind the inspiration behind the costume, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, Mm. I think I also um, read somewhere that it was kind of uh, not based on, but like some inspiration for it was Edward Monk's The Scream. Oh, Mm. okay. Okay. The the painting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, and I guess that the producers, like, when they were first going over the movie, they did enough. <laughs> so, but, I mean, Wes Craven was just like, okay, well, fuck you. We're doing it anyway. Right. <laughs> right. As you do. Plus, I feel yeah. like, I don't know. The things that are scary about Scream aren't the costume. Like, it's no. mm-hmm. it's everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of like the scary part about the costume is the accessibility of it. Because they just got yes. it from a costume store. Right. Exactly. Yep. Anybody. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, yep. I think yes. they took a great direction with that. Mm-hmm. Um, another little fun fact with all of like the different stabbings and whatever, they used collapsible blades. Um, yeah, but they managed to make like for the K bar, like a specific type of collapse- collapsible blade for it so mm-hmm. that it looked realistic without, you know, looking cheesy. Right. Because right. like the rubber ones, you can kind of tell in movies when they use like rubber blades oh yeah they look terrible yeah and it like goes through the arm like the arm (laughs) crack instead of like the chest it's like oh that's terrible right um and then the last little bit i had was that between all of the gore scenes they did end up using 50 gallons of fake blood so it's crazy it's a good amount yeah oh yeah 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 that's amazing and honestly i feel like that's a pretty mm, realistic representation of how much blood all of those people would have lost like yeah, right truly if you think about how many pints we have in our body like that's a mm-hmm. lot of blood so i feel like 50 yep. gallons like while it sounds maybe excessive i think it's what adds to the realistic vibe you know yeah, yeah definitely and yeah i like it because it does keep it within the realistic scope without going overboard yes you know because it wasn't right and it wasn't meant to be this like crazy gore fest which you know i love in a movie Mm -hmm. but this wasn't that and so i like that they did keep it in a like a realistic scope yeah so that's all i had for my little special effects portion wow that's awesome i -hmm. learned so much today i love special effects me too like the way they do it is just so amazing it's amazing well, and especially when it's not all just like cg and whatever like that is mm-hmm. art and someone like man the manpower that it takes to create all of that mm-hmm. is well or woman power just the power it takes Person to create power. all of that <laughs> human power um it's just it's a lot of skill and mm-hmm. craft goes into that and it's very impressive i think that's what makes um not that scream is like super old but definitely a older film older mm-hmm. horror movies scarier than newer ones because mm-hmm. there is so much computerized mm-hmm. stuff nowadays which is fine you know like we have access to that technology and that's great but right like people putting in the effort to make something scary yes is just is amazing not that not that like you know technology and um editing and stuff isn't difficult because i'm sure it obviously it is mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know what i mean it it's just, just ha- different. It adds it's more a- it's more physical i guess yeah and it adds a different kind of character to the movie yes for sure and i love that it's reason. very it's nostalgic mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and th- there's a reason that 80 is timeless like it's mm-hmm. true horror Absolutely. fans you know they don't they love 80s and 90s horror like that's where it all yes. began like oh, does it scare us no. no. Do we have an appreciation <laughs> for it? Absolutely. Yes. And we love yeah. it. Well, so after like discussing the movie and everything and the little gory bits, what would you guys rate the gore gauge on this movie? I give it a solid 6.5. Yeah. 6.5. 6.5. Yeah. Because 
I mean, it's gory and, you know, some, some bits, especially Kenny's scene, I think is like the goriest. Mm-hmm. Well, really and, get. and Drew and Steve and in the Drew beginning. and Steve. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's not overly um, difficult to watch. Like, I feel like no. some gore just is oh, like yeah. really tough to watch. Like, we don't mm-hmm. have to actually see too much mm-hmm. of the actual killing, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Absolutely. We get Casey's stab and then we get Kenny's throat slit. And that's really the only. Well, and yeah, because um, Tatum died squished in the garage, garage door which is like gruesome in its own way but person. it's not like overly gory yeah no. mm-hmm. and we don't actually see steve get sliced with the knife no just his right. guts yeah yeah right yeah so i yeah 6.5 sure. which would, would you agree grace yes for sure cool awesome yeah i think that's a pretty solid score though oh yeah so. i like it oh yeah <clears throat> what would you Especially guys for the like, time yes absolutely mm-hmm. what would you guys say is like the overall scariness of the movie. <laughs> I think when I first saw it, I was much younger, obviously. So it really mm-hmm. scared me. And even now, like the idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. You can't trust yeah. anyone. And right. I think that's what it really reinforces. So I'm not afraid <clears throat> when I watch it, but I definitely, it makes me think, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah sure. I would say it's definitely one of the more scarier because it is so <clears throat> real and realistic and it could just be anyone. And. I think it's scarier, but like Elaine said, I'm not like terrified when I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It doesn't scare me, but it is super entertaining. And the like inspiration behind it and how real it is, Mm -hmm. that is scary for sure. Yeah. That is, yeah. That is scary to me. It's so funny. Like anytime someone asks me if a movie scared me or if there are any movies that, you know, are the scariest to me, (laughs) it's really hard for me to answer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I sound like not snobbish, but like I'm just <laughs> so desensitized. Right. And like mm-hmm. on one hand, that's horrible. <laughs> like we I can shouldn't bl- I shouldn't be this callous. We can towards... blame our father for that one. Truly. Truly. Yeah. Can I blame my so, mom too? I just yes. same. Honestly, <laughs> like, same. And like I'm in agreement with you guys. Like the 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 realism behind it, all of that, it does add a scary element for sure. But mm-hmm. it, it doesn't scare me. It's no. so lighthearted in a way. You know, that's the thing I love about it, too, is, like, some horror movies that try to add the comedic relief really fall flat. Oh, yes. absolutely. You know, and this one, it's just so perfect. Like, it's just the most amazing combination of both. Effortless. Mm-hmm. Effortless. Yeah. Effortlessly. Effortless. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow, we did our first show, you guys. Yay. Yes, ma'am. Woohoo! <laughs> I love that for us. I wish I had mm. one of those little noisemakers from New Year's Eve. You know, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. like a cowbell? Yeah, or something. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for your support so far and for listening in on us. I know we're kind of a lot and you're all having to deal with my shrill ass voice but oh my god no. <laughs> we're here and we're having a great time and yes. i'm glad that you guys came to join us so yes. if you like what you heard you can find us on instagram <laughs> at goregirls.podcast and you can send us an email at goregirlspodcast at gmail.com um but yeah hope you guys keep listening check in with us uh whenever you can thanks everyone Thank Thank you. you. And uh, love you guys. Peace out.